Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Today, I have an amazing guest on the show, Jen Abra, and I'm going to share with you the intro that Jen uses on her podcast, Elevate Her Soul, because I love it. Jen is an author, medium, a psychic, a spiritual life coach, and mentor. Jen is a mom of four that quit her teaching job to talk to the dead on a full-time basis. Jen is also a fellow podcaster, as well as you can listen to her on Elevate Her Soul podcast. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks, Christian, for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I've been wanting to connect with you for, I think it's been about a month and a half or so, and I love how responsive you are and the fact that we are able to kind of pull this together pretty last minute. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited when people ask me to be on their podcast, kind of, I'm like, yeah, I get to be on a podcast and share more things and meet new people. And it's honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. So Jen, I was hoping that maybe you could share with the listeners just a little bit about your history and how you became psychic or how you were introduced to your medium abilities. Sure, I can share that with you for sure. I always ask people, do you want the long story or the short version? So I will go and do the shorter version of that because we could be here for a long time. But basically, it started when I was a younger mom. So I'm about 46 right now. I don't, I'm don't. i okay with sharing my age. That's not a big deal to me. But when I was younger, I would say like maybe thir- early 30s, 35-ish, uh, I had a moment. So we all go through these. I don't know if you have kids, Gretchen. Do you have great? Do you I have do. Kids? I have two kids. Yeah. Well, I actually yeah. have three, but they're all grown. Yes. I was just going to say mine are older now. They still live at home, but back then they were really small. So you remember what that's like when they're oh yeah, you know, always making a mess and like making you pull your hair out and all that great stuff. So it was, it was around that time when they were around that age, when it was very demanding age of the kids. And I have four. And uh, I also suffer from postpartum depression with the boys. I have, so I have two boys and two girls. And it sort of, all these things are just started building up, building up. And I wasn't, I was not in any spiritual awareness at all. Like it was just like mom mode. That's all right. there is. It's the human world. Go get the groceries, pay the bills, make dinner, all that stuff. There was no awareness of anything outside of that. And so it just build and build and build. And then one day I sort of just sort of lost I like to call, I don't like to call it losing my marbles, but it was kind of symbolic because it was a moment where my son, I think he was four at the time, he's 16 now, I had just cleaned the house and he had taken a big box of Legos with like, you know, the little tiny pieces. Yeah. And he just it had a temper tantrum. He just whipped the Lego everywhere, all over the floor. And I remember it being like, like a movie. So I was sitting on the couch watching this happen. I knew I could tell he was going to do it. And I was like, don't you dare in my head because I'm like, I just spent like all this time cleaning my house. And then he was like slow motion. All these like billions pieces of Lego just fell from the sky onto the ground. And I didn't yell. I didn't freak out. I just sat on the couch and it was like this audible sort of snap inside of me. And it was at like that exact moment. I mean, I don't remember the exact date, but it was like in April. And I'm like, this cannot be all there is, right? Right. Come on. This can't be all there is in this. Like, this is, can't be my life, which not saying that being a mom uh, is a terrible thing. It was just really hard at that moment for me because I, I was suffering from this depression. And then, you know, so right. anyways, so I decided in that moment that I changed completely on the inside, like something tore, snapped inside of me. And I just said, I have to find something that will make me feel alive or something that will show me that there is more to this. And so a whole bunch of crazy events went down and fast forward about a year or two, and I ended up on the floor 
you know, one of those like moments where you're like, okay, you're just, you're can't, you're just on the floor. There's like, you can't do anything else. And so for the first time I was on the floor, like, oh, there, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't. And I heard this voice. It was outside of my body and it was on the right side up high above the ceiling. And it said to me, like in very clear English, get off the floor. You have more to do. And I, and I kind of went, what? Like who said that? And as I'm describing this story to you, my arm hair is standing up right now because I remember that moment right. so clearly. And that voice in that biz is like, get off the floor, man. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is. I don't know who this is, but I'm going to listen. And then from that day forward, because I got off the floor, obviously. And from that day forward, that voice just kept saying, you need to go here. You need to go here go here, go there. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this voice. I was never afraid. It was a very, a very direct, very knowing voice. And I'm like, all right. And the one time the voice said to me, go to this metaphysical store uh, in a town about half an hour away from us. So I'm like, okay, I go in there. Remember, I'm not spiritual at all. I'm not, I don't know what mediums are. I don't know what card readings are. I don't know any of this. Right. And they're telling me to go to this metaphysical store. So I walk in with all these crystals and, and these, this woman dressed in like with all these rings on her. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? And she said to me, go in that, a woman said, we're having card readings. Do you want to go get a tarot card reading? And I'm like, okay. So I go in the room. She has all the cards on the table. She goes, she took one look at me and I'll never forget. She said to me, uh, you're not depressed. And I'm like, pardon? She goes, you're not depressed. You're waking up. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what that means. So anyways, fast forward, I went out after that car reading, saw a, a sign on a bulletin board right outside of the office that said medium group reading. And the voice said, go to this group reading. And I'm like, all right. So I went to the group reading and the medium, there was two mediums and there was about 25 in the audience in a small room. And I got a reading, but that wasn't what made me decide to do this. It was right. seeing the look on the faces of the people who, who were getting read. So the medium was like very specific and, you know, uh, this family was crying because she was delivering these beautiful messages. And I'm like, I need to do that. And I'm like, what, what is happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's happening right now, but we're just going to go with it. And I decided in that moment that I was going to do whatever it took to learn how to do what she was doing. And then I decided also I was going to do it differently, which we can get into later. And then I I signed up for a class and that's how it, how this all started. Oh, that is super cool. I love it. I actually got goosebumps as you were telling your story when you walked into the shop. That is so awesome. What do you think prompted you into really wanting to learn how to do this? Oh man. It was just the feeling in the audience. Like it was just like my arm hair stood up and that's how, you know, right? Like back then I didn't know. I thought I was just cold. Ooh, there's a breeze. My arm hair stands up right now. I know it's way more than that. But it was just the feeling and I had this inner knowing like this, again, another snap on a positive way that this is your other purpose. So I was actually a kindergarten teacher at the time and spirit said to me, which I found out that voice was spirit. And the voice was like, you're going to quit your job as a kindergarten teacher with a school board and a pension and you're going to do this full time. And I'm like, you're crazy. No, right. that's not happening. <laughs> Did you ever question your messages that you're getting from spirit? I mean, you just said you, you questioned that, but I mean, did you have resistance to that or? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It took me a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. yeah from the time the voice said, you're going to quit your job to the time I actually walked into the office to, to, with the principal to quit my job was about a year and a half for sure. Oh yeah. I was like, I, first of all, I didn't know what the voice was for a long time. 
Um, and then I finally figured it out with meditation and my teacher helping me and just really the passion behind me knowing that I wanted to do this was what sort of motivated me to really go full force with it. Did your spirit elevate as soon as the spirit started talking to you? In other words, did you feel better? Did you feel happier, lighter? Did your depression lift or did that take a lot of time? Yeah, it did take a lot of time because I was trying to figure out, like, think of me like underwater. You're underwater, all these weeds are on you, right? And you, you're like, I can't breathe. I don't know how to get out of this water. And it's kind of like these arms kind of reach down into the water and pull you out and dry you off and just put you on this land and go, okay. And you're like, okay, well, thank you for rescuing me, but now I don't know what to do. And so I just had to go through the process of trusting spirit telling me, you know, and maybe it was my intuition. I don't know. But that voice was like, I always follow that voice. Whenever I hear that voice and that voice tells me to do something, I do it. And it always works out for the highest good. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I had some voices talk to me like that for life decisions and I've ignored it for so long. Right. That's so long. That's very common. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just wondering at what point do people really start to listen? I've asked myself that. It's like, okay, Gretchen, when are you really going to follow your intuition? When are you really going to listen? And um, it can be a huge challenge. Oh, it is. Like I make it sound easy, but it's not, right? Right. You just, you just, I think you have to gather evidence. So if you start listening to the voice, which is your inner knowing, your higher self, whoever you want to call it, if you keep listening to it and you see the results of the outcomes of you going with that voice over you go up from your logic and your mind, it's completely different. And the times that you do choose the, they're saying fun stuff. If you choose the fun way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It always works out in, in a most um, uh, natural way that it's always meant to work out. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. So you just need evidence that it's better than using your brain. Right. Yeah. And what would you tell our listeners that they, maybe some cues that they need to look out for that it is their, their spirit or their higher self or whatever you want to call it, talking to them versus maybe their ego or their mind, because sometimes people have a lot of challenges differentiating that. Oh yeah, for sure. That I hear that a lot. And, and I also went through the process myself, but basically what the difference, you can tell the difference. I would like to call the ego or like um, a nana nana boo boo kind of voice, right? So it's like, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or that's too scary because the ego wants to keep you safe and it serves a purpose, right? It's not right. Over the other voice, which is loving, it's like sing-songing, like la 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 la, like this kind of voice. And it's like your arm hair will stand up and you'll just your your heart will race in a good way and you'll get butterflies and you just like get this like massive like surge of energy to choose that over the one that was like kind of the the sort of you can't do that kind of thing. So there it's a very subtle, but also and honestly gonna sound weird. It's a subtle but but big difference between the two decisions. Right. Yeah. I, I've experienced that. And sometimes I've also experienced where I get all this information really fast and I'm all excited about it all. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow that. I'm going to do that. And then it's gone. Okay. It's like, I haven't acted on it and it's gone. It's yep. the wildest thing. I don't even know how to describe that. Yeah. It's like, here's your opportunity. And if you don't take it, it's okay. There will be other opportunities that the universe will bring to you. But yeah, it's just, again, a practice thing. It's same as meditation. You just have to practice it. You have to practice. Exactly. Yeah. Since you mentioned meditation, um, can you elaborate a little bit on how meditation may or may not have helped you in your spiritual journey? Oh, for sure. I wish. I always tell like 
like if I have a client or a student right now who has small kids, I'm like, I don't know how you do this because I wish I had that tool of meditation when my kids were small. That would have probably changed the entire trajectory or my mindset of, you know, being a mom and and all this kind of, and my depression, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It would have changed everything. So meditation is so important. And like, honestly, I call it a game changer. If you can figure out meditation and however that works for you, that is a game changer that will change. It will make what we're talking about, the um, listening to the guidance of spirit, much easier to decipher and navigate if you meditate because meditation makes you quiet. And we're always doing, 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 doing. And it's very hard to hear that voice or your inner knowing or get to know yourself really well unless you're sitting. Right. So it's very uncomfortable, but it's like the one that I said, the most necessary tool or decision that you can make is to actually uh, sit down and meditate. Yep. I have to agree. I mean, I have my own experience, not so much, well, a little bit with my children, mm-hmm. but just trying to balance work and life in general. And I would do, do, do. And it was kind of like a numbing thing for me and numb me out. Yes. And I learned how to meditate and it, I swear to God, it. I think it saved my life or changed, yeah. definitely changed my life for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree that it would change your life, save your life. I, and like I said, I wish I had this tool when the kids were small, cause it would have changed everything. Like I used to be like, okay, come on seven o'clock, come on seven 30. When they would go to bed, I'm like mom night, like it's time for wine and it's time for chips. And, and, you know, and I would get so frustrated if they w- wake up at like 10 and waking, you know what I mean? And it was yeah. just totally, totally different life now from choosing a more spirit led meditation life over the old, I call it the old life, which isn't the old life, but you know what I mean? It's just 180, totally 180. (laughs) That is so cool though. I just love your story because anybody that's been, I'm just going to say a parent, whether you're a mom or dad, but having kids is freaking tough. It is. (laughs) It is so freaking tough. And, uh, it's just, I think we've all been at that point where those Legos have gone flying across the floor or we're stepping on them or yeah. whatever the situation is. I totally relate to that. And I promise you, everybody else that's listening can relate to a moment like that too. And you know, there's got to be more to life. So I think it's super cool that you started getting those messages. Me too. I'm so occurred. glad. It's so funny because I wrote about it in my, in my book and my son's like, he's like, I thought you hated that because I talk about the Lego, right? And he's right. like, I thought you were so mad at me and you hated that I threw the Lego. I'm like, are you kidding me? You changed my entire life by doing that. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to make sense, but you did. You changed everything like by throwing that Lego. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you mentioned a book and I want to bring that up. So first of all, I want to say for those of you that are listening, Jen is an award-winning psychic and author, which is super cool. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's really exciting. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And then you have a book which is called Unearth Your Intuition, correct? Yes. And for the people that are listening, it's available on Amazon. And I only had a few minutes to kind of just try to get myself a little bit acquainted with it, but it sounds like a really good read. I definitely want to read it. You have some lessons and stuff in there as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you share a little bit about it? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's called Unearth Your Intuition. And it's funny because again, it was the voice that gave me that title. That that was a an online course that Spirit gave me like four years ago when I first quit my job. And then it I'm like, they're like, now it's a book. I'm like, okay. But basically it's it's um for people who are newly awakened like I was. Right. And not understanding how to navigate what the voices or, you know, meditation or signs from spirit and all this kind of stuff. So it's like a good introduction to that. It's a, a really easy read. It's like, I call it gen humor. Like the publisher um, emailed me. She's, she's like, what does this mean? Like you're missing a photo. And I'm like, no, that's just my humor. Like it was something <laughs> like insert something here. She's like, you're missing something inserted. I'm like, no, that's just my humor. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But it's just good for like if you're newly awakened and you don't understand. So you know how you see like it goes through angel numbers. So like 1111, 888, what does this mean? Uh, Personal stories about that kind of thing. I'm trying to think what else is in there, but like personal stories of being the mom and you know, it's just really good for people who are just waking up. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that everybody could benefit from that. And there's so many people waking up right now, Oh, which is super cool. Yeah. Can, do you want to share a little bit about your thoughts on why so many people are waking up right now? Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a 2020 gift that has, um, it was like people were trying to ignore, right? Even in your human life, you're trying to ignore the emotions and the feelings and you just don't look at it. And then all of a sudden we were like, for years we're saying, I wish I could work from home. I wish I could stay with my kids. And then bam, we get it. And people are like, ah, no, I don't want this. So it was an opportunity for us, which I think is very uh, interesting, is that we got this opportunity, massive opportunity from the universe right? to understand that we are very powerful and whatever we think, especially as collective, we all said that similar thing and we all got what we wanted, but then we didn't want it because it's very uncomfortable and it was in a way that we weren't really ex- expecting. So I think it gave a lot of people the opportunity, the ones who weren't baking bread all the time, to, right, to kind of sit and just sort of like, huh. And just sort of like get quiet sometimes and maybe do their routine a little bit different. And maybe they picked up meditation. Maybe they started seeing more angel numbers. Maybe they started getting more dimes and feathers. I don't know what it was, but this was a massive opportunity. For that. I think 2020, that was the purpose of it on a grander scale is, you know, it was always planned that this was going to happen so that people would wake up and take off the mask or put one on or whatever. You know what I mean? So right. I think it was just, I think that was always going to happen. I think, and it was, it depends on everyone, what they decided individually, what they were going to do with it. So it's like a fork in the road. Are you going to keep doing what you've always done and numb everything and just keep, you know, using your brain or here's an opportunity for you to do something different. And the people who went right are now waking up, which I think is beautiful. Right. No, I completely agree. And I I think that, you know, we were going so fast, so hard for so long Mm -hmm. that a lot of us did need to really wake up. And uh, this is, I think it's actually been a beautiful gift in some regards. For sure. sure. Yeah. There's always shadow things to, to massive upheavals, right? But there's a lot of positive things. Like, I don't know if you, you um, are interested in tarot, but I I don't do tarot, but I have tarot decks myself, but the tower card, right? So the tower card, if you get a tower card in tarot, people freak out and go, oh my God, someone's going to die. But this is like a massive energetic tower card moment for the entire planet. And some people freaked out and went, oh my God, I'm going to die. And some people went, ooh, a new beginning. And things have to crumble because they're not working. And now if something, re, you know, if something crumbles, we get to rebuild it. Yeah. So. And what's greater than that? Yeah. It just, I, I don't know. That's just how I think. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all your perspective, right? It's all your right. personal perspective on it. But that, you know, energetically what's going on uh, underneath what happened, I feel is the catalyst for massive awakening, which I think is amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no, thank It's awesome. So another really cool thing is that you also went on an ayahuasca journey, correct? Uh, I did. <laughs> and that's actually what um, prompted me to reach out to you because I don't know if it's like the newest, brightest, shiniest thing right now, but mm-hmm. it's been, I guess, brought to more people's attention than ever before during this particular period of time. Yes. And I'm just, I would love for you to share your journey and your experience with us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, first I'll say ayahuasca is not for everyone and True. I'm not an ayahuasca expert at any means. I'm not a shaman and for any means, and I'm not a doctor, but it's a personal journey for sure. Yes. Um, it wouldn't be for someone, like I said, who just has waken up and be like, okay, I'm going to do ayahuasca. I would not recommend that. I believe that. So ayahuasca is a plant from mm-hmm. the Amazon jungle, right? You mix two parts of the plant and you get some, a beautiful sacred drink that will uh, pretty much change your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we call it, it's a respect thing. So we call it, uh, some, there's different names for ayahuasca. So like mother, aya, mama, aya, and there's other things that you can call her as well. But the energy of the plant called me about three years ago when I was in Costa Rica and I wasn't ready for it. I didn't do it back then, but I was in Costa Rica. I'm like, Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if I could have found a shaman and like some random shaman and do ayahuasca. And of course it didn't work out because that would have been a ridiculous idea. And so she was kept calling me. And then I happened to meet a shaman who studied in Peru, who lives in Toronto through a mutual friend of mine who actually went on retreat with, and uh, she introduced us. And then we were going to do the ceremony in Peru when I went in January and it just didn't happen, which is fine. And so they said, okay, when we go back to Canada, we will do the ayahuasca ceremony as she has a cottage with her partner. And it finally happened back in August. And oh my gosh, like I did, like, I think I did 30 YouTube videos like a daily journal thing just to try to share the experience because it was the most profound, oh, talk about awakening experience of my life. Because if you have problems with wanting to like to to control everything, I like to control everything. This is like the most amazing thing that will totally undo all of that for you. So whatever issue you have, so what you do is you go into ceremony. It was three nights and it's like, you're there from like nine o'clock at night till about three in the morning. And you take the drink and it's a beautiful ceremony. There's people to take care of you and shaman is sound, there's sound happening. And um, so you take it and then you just lay in this bed and you wait and it's pitch dark. And you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And it's funny because you start to think it's not working. It's not working. I don't think it's working. Like it's been like 45 minutes. And then as soon as someone plays like a, this weird sound, you're gone. You are, you are completely gone and you cannot, it's like a roller coaster that you can't get off of. Oh, wow basically. Wow. Yeah. And you see beautiful visions. It's not, it's not uh, hallucinogenic. Like people will say um, ayahuasca is a hallucinogenic because it has DMT in it. Right. I disagree. I, I believe with my experience that was completely, you get to see consciousness. You get to know everything. You can go, you ask a question. Like so I said, show me who I am. That was my intention. That was a bad idea. <laughs> because, <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> She's like, oh, you want to know who you are, eh? And she talks to you. Like, it's, it's amazing. And then she just showed me who I was not first so that I would know who I really was. Like, it's just hard to explain. But I mean, you hear that a lot from people who have taken ayahuasca. But honestly, only go if you're called. If you're called and your intuition says, yes, this is a good idea, you'll know if it's for you or not. But if you do it, you can cure. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but you can cure or um, uh, not completely cure, but uh, 
I'm think, can't think of the word for depression, right? So I mm-hmm. haven't been depressed. I haven't had a bout of depression since I've done this. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, I'm just so happy. I'm just like, I know what life is about now. I, I know consciousness. I know what it is. I know who I am. <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of a long-winded answer, but honestly, just if she calls you, go. So you just felt an inner calling. It wasn't like, oh, I want to go because um, no. I've heard that it treated depression or anything like that. Well, the timing was great because I was starting to get a little bit more in the energy of the depression again. And so it was just perfect timing. Spirit's like, we're going to pluck this in here right now because it's starting to come back again. And that wasn't my intention to, to get rid of the depression. It's probably not gone, but it's definitely not on the level that it was. Right. For sure. And so when you saw who you were, what did, can you explain? Can you put it into words what yeah. you saw? Oh man. Like (laughs) it's so it's again, it's hard to explain, but I will do my best. So when I I wanted to know who I was and Mm -hmm. as a human, we're like, okay, who am I? But I didn't go in there with the intention of like, who am I as a, as Jen Abra? I went in there like, show me who I am. So ayahuasca will show you who you are, but first she showed me who I was not. So you know how when you're a young kid and, and you get teased and bullied and, and people tell you that you're not good enough and you're a loser yes. and they call you names. So all of that junk comes in your face, like right in your face. You cannot ignore it. And I tried to open my eyes. I'm like, okay, if I open my eyes, it won't be as bad, like scary and, and intense. Oh, no. Right. If you open your eyes, it gets way more intense. So I just closed my eyes and I just said, okay, just go for it. Just do whatever you want to do. Like I saw scary clowns because I'm afraid of clowns. I heard you're a loser. You suck. You're, you're this, all these horrible things she was telling me. And I was crying in the bed. I'm like, why are you telling me all these horrible things about myself? She says, because you will not know who you are until you know who you are not. I got goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. And I was That's like, so oh true. my gosh. And so then she took me to like the 12th dimension and I could, I was in the universe and I was a universal being. I was a soul. I was flying around this. It was amazing. It was like, this is the best day of my life. And so, (laughs) right. And now I know who I am. I know I'm not a loser. What people told me when I was a kid or, you know, I know there's no competition anymore. Right. It's, it's amazing that like, that was one of the biggest takeaways I think I got from that. So. Oh, that's so cool. So how has that changed your daily life now? Well, I'm not as depressed as I used to be. Like I'm a much happier person, much, much happier. I don't sort of, I want to say the word mope, but that's not the word. I don't really like, I'm much more positive and my mindset has changed where now I know, okay, this is how we think. This is what unconditional love is. If there's like a situation, you know, where someone's like mad at you or you get a nasty email, something like that, right? You you can handle that a hundred percent better than you would. And you just know it's not about you and you respond with love instead of reactive. Like I would before, you know, you still take things personally. It's not all the, not not as much. It's not like it was, if that makes Uh sense. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like I'm the same person I was before ayahuasca. Did your family notice any differences in your behavior? Yeah, especially like the the day I came back, <laughs> they're like, uh-huh. are, you, "Are you high?" And I'm like, "I don't know if I should have driven three hours home, but I made it home." <laughs> but yeah, you, it takes like like a, maybe a week after you're done to sort of feel quote normal again. But they yeah, they've noticed the changes. I'm a much happier person, and I still have my moments, obviously, where you're like grumpy and stuff. It doesn't make you like this. I don't know this new person or anything. Right. But it, it does shift the energy like so much. I wish everyone was at the point where they were ready to do ayahuasca if that was right for them because it is such a life-changing experience. Mainly, I would say 99% of the things that I've learned about it are yeah. all positive. 
but oh, again, yeah. for anybody that's listening, I mean, it, it, it's not something to be taken lightly. No. Um, yeah. You it's really not wanna... like, I'm going to go to Walmart and buy some new pants. Okay. It's not on that scale. It's like, I'm ready to, to, to do some serious work on myself because it's great to do the ceremony, but then there's the integration. Integration is like 90% of the thing. Like you have to now navigate this new knowing and this remembering and the, these new changes in you. And it's hard. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, And a side note, if you're ever going to do ayahuasca, please make sure you know the shaman. So I mm-hmm. knew her. I spent a week with her. So I knew her. I trusted her 100%. The people that were with me, it was a very small group. Um, but the integration is like very, uh, it's tricky because so when you're doing ayahuasca, it's a very, you know, there's no phones and you're not, you're very present and you're, you know, on these beautiful journeys and meditation the whole time. And then you're actually rewires your brain. For me, it actually, like I felt when I was there, it rewired my brain. Like you could feel little sparks in your brain, which is, I'm like, does anybody else feel their brain? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, my brain is getting rewired. <laughs> that is so cool. It is. Like, and I came home, I'm like, I think differently now because they, they re, I don't know who did, but they rewired my brain. I just felt alive. And so, you know, it's just, um, but you still have the issues come up, but you just can handle them better, I think. And so right. if you ayahuasca, the integration, like, please have like a, either a mental health support or, you know, someone, the shaman, something so that you can go, I think I only reached out to her one time. Okay. So I, I did pretty good, I think. It sounds like it. No, it sounds like it was a really good experience for you. Mm-hmm. I've heard That's... stories that what it's not been, um, but I was very fortunate. I think intention, right. the intention is everything. The intention of why you're doing it mm-hmm. with everything in your life. I always say intention is everything, but especially with ayahuasca, your intention is everything. Like, why do you want to do it? Do you want to just say I'm cool and I took ayahuasca or do you have like a legit, you know, spiritual reason for that? So exactly what I was going to say is that mm-hmm. some people are really on that bandwagon where this is a new hip, cool thing to do. So I just want to go do it and be cool. No. No. But you really need to do your research. Like you said, you, you need the shaman, which is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely want to do your research. And if anybody is thinking about doing this, make sure you're going to a place that is, has some sort of a reputable, yes. reputable ceremony and you feel really comfortable with the situation because there are some really scary things that happens, especially if you just end up going to South America and want to just go oh, find okay. a place to do it. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. It has. She has to call you. Like you'll hear, you'll have a feeling that she's calling you ayahuasca, and then you know it will show up. Spirit will bring you the people. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it sounds like that's exactly what happened to you. Yes. If it's if it's for the highest good, spirit will bring you the whole setup. You won't have to look for it. You won't have to. You won't have to like go research what flights and stuff like that. It will just show up for you. That is so cool. Well, I'm so happy for you that you were able to do that. And you've had such a great positive experience. Yeah, me too. It was just the perfect timing. <laughs> so you mentioned that you actually documented your experience on YouTube. Yes. Where can they find that? Uh, my YouTube channel is called Elevate Her Soul, I believe. Yes, Elevate Her Soul. And I did. I decided before I went to Ayahuasca that I was going to do a 30-day video diary series on my journey. And so then I just got like more uh, intense, obviously after I came back with the videos and the first couple of videos were like, hi, I'm Jen. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And then after, we just came back <laughs> for 30 days after that. So now I have a document 
of my integration, which is awesome. And then, you know, whoever wanted to watch it would watch it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for letting us peek into your journey. Oh, I'm an open book, man. Anything you, that's why I said when you're like, what do you not want? I'm like, you can ask me anything. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Also, what people may not know is that you have been called a singing medium. Yes. Tell me about that. That is so cool. And people (laughs) get messages all kinds of different ways. Can you explain a little bit about how you were getting your messages? Yes. So going back real quick to that event that I went to that started it all, Mm-hmm. she was like, uh, I noticed that it was very, if it's very sad, it was very sad. So it was like, your mom died, your dog died, Joe died. And everyone's like, Oh my God, everyone's crying the whole time, which was still beautiful. But I decided to, it's like, you're going to do it differently. I'm like, okay, how does that work? So every medium, there's a lot of mediums, especially now, like a lot of mediums. Uh, you have to, if you're going to do this, or you have to do it some in a different kind of way to stand out because there's so many, right? It's like everyone's wearing black and then you decide to put on polka dots, right? So spirit will use what the medium is good at. So that means for me, I have an uncanny ability to remember song lyrics from the 60s to today. So I'll hear a song a few times. I remember all the words. I remember the tune. I don't know why. I can't find my keys sometimes or my water (laughs) bottle, but I can remember every song lyric ever there was. And also I have a knowledge of Disney movies. So Disney movies, you know, I love Disney movies like growing up and even in my teens, I would say more in my college years, I was obsessed with Disney. So spirit will use that because I have that knowledge, that foundation and it's different, right? And it's also celebratory rather than crying all the time, which is fine. Crying is healing, but it's a celebration. Spirit's like, we don't want you to be sad all the time. We want you to celebrate us. And so spirit's like, okay, you're going to do it this way. And I'm like, okay, that's cool because that's different. Plus it worked because I'm a clairaudient. So clairaudient is a gift of clear hearing spirit. So some can see spirit, some just know they're there. Uh, But I hear everything they say in my right ear. And so they use the song lyrics and I interpret that into a message for someone. And it's really fun before COVID, obviously, I used to do group events at restaurants and at fundraisers for local charities around here. And then they gave me a microphone. Oh my gosh, Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> I always you, say, give me a mic and it's going to be a good show. <laughs> can you give us an example of how that, what that looks yeah, like? Yeah, for sure. So I like, I'm, it's, uh, I can sort of see them now because I've been developing over the years. But so they say there's an old man, an older, elderly man coming in the room and he had an Oldsmobile. And let's just say he's got a pair of keys in his hands. And if he, he knows, he, they know everything, by the way. So let's just say he gave you his car after he passed or you had to deal with his car, like sell it or whatever. Uh-huh. He would go, baby, you can drive my car. And that is my symbol for having to deal with the car. If he has keys in his hands, that means he gave you the car. I got it. Yeah. That so that's is just so one. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun because it's, it's celebration. We, they want us to celebrate them. And so that is going back to that one day or like, you're going to do it differently. I'm like, well, that is very different. Cause I've never heard of any other medium that sings. I don't sing well, but my husband says I'm getting better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then you also do Disney movies. So does that mean you get like a visual of a Disney movie in your head? Yeah. So they go, it's like a, like a filing cabinet in my brain. And okay. spirit will go through the filing cavity in your brain, like, and then be like, uh, here is, I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing Princess Jasmine. I don't know why. Let's use um, Beauty and the Beast. So 
uh, Belle loved books, right? So they would show me a scene from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, if someone loved to read books and had so a book collection or a bookcase or a librarian, and they'll take me into Belle's castle where she's got all, all the, her house with all the bookshelves. And that means that the person who has passed is similar to her energy and what she likes. Wow, that was really cool. Yeah. That is such a unique way of interpreting it. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad Spirit gave that to me because it would have been just like, your dad died and, and everyone's dead. And I was, no, I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, I don't know if you, maybe you've heard this on a podcast. I'm not sure if I've shared it, but one of my spiritual awakening moments was basically having a, a reading uh, from a medium. For me, it was having my grandmother come through in a reading. Oh. And, but for me, it wasn't a sad situation. Right. I thought it was the most amazing, beautiful thing that had ever happened. Yes. And it doesn't have to be a sad thing. I mean, who doesn't want to know that their loved ones are still around or that we can communicate with them if we want to, or, you know, they have beautiful messages for us. I mean, for sure. Especially all they want is for you to know that they're okay. That's all they want. Because that's what's the one thing that you think of if someone dies, you're like, oh my gosh, are they okay? So yeah. all they care about is giving you evidence and are around you all the time, all the yeah. time. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is so cool. You're so fortunate to be able to have that gift and be able to give it to others. Yeah, I am. I, I Who would have thought, I never would have, someone told me that you're going to quit your job to talk to dead people all the time. I'd be like, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I'm just trying to get through my day, okay? <laughs> now you also do some correct me if I'm wrong. I may have this totally wrong, but do you do ghost hunting or paranormal yeah. activity? Yes, I do. Yes. So, um, on the side, when I have time, I originally was, uh, had created a team and that sort of, uh, ran its course, but now I'm part of another team. So another team from Ontario, Canada has asked me to join their team as the psychic medium. And so we've done one, I've done one with them and there's actually one tomorrow night, but I am not able to attend. So it's like the most fun I've ever had in my life, Gretchen. Like people think it's so scary. It is the opposite of scary. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So what exactly do you do? Do you go into, does someone call you and say, Hey, I think I have ghosts in my house. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's how it works. Okay. Like, you know, we have um, some weird things happening in our house. You want to come check it out. There's no charge for it. Right. And we just go in and we help identify it. So my job would be identifying what it is, who it is, what's going on. And the only thing is I'm not great at removing it. I can, but I'm not the remover of mm -hmm. the spirit because the thing is, and I, we could do a whole other podcast on this is that um, it's the spirit world. So paranormal is basically showing someone what they need to work on or it's not, it's not what you think it is like on TV. Okay. We are definitely going to have to do another podcast yeah. on this because I've never heard of paranormal referred to in that capacity. Yeah. It's I just wrote a blog on it. So it's it just, people don't understand it, but just let you know, it, it's a reflection of the human world. So anyways. Well, that is, that's really cool. So it's we'll dig fun. into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll circle back. That's for sure. One more question. Home would, but it would just mostly be your loved ones in spirit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because they just want to be around you all the time. If you have their old dresser and stuff like that, they're hanging out and they just want you to know that they're okay. They're watching you, watching your kids grow up, all that kind of stuff. So in that regards, yes, but not everyone has paranormal activity. So paranormal activity would be more classified as, you know, um, getting scratched, getting shoved down the stairs, 
um, things falling in your house, that kind of stuff. That's the really cool stuff where you want to go and investigate what's happening there for sure. Yeah. Just for the audience. And you can touch on this too, Jen, but Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, having your loved ones around you is, should not be a scary thing at all. No, it's not. No, it's like, it's like, it's still them, but you can't see them anymore because they're in a different vibration now, but they're still the same personality. They're the same energy that you can talk to them. You could say in your head, hi, grandpa. Hi, grandma. Uh, I hear you give me a sign and, and you can just ask for some, some nice things from them so they can give you a feather or a dime. And there's no fear involved at all with your loved one and spirit at all. I, I obviously I know some people would not understand that and be afraid of that, but a hundred percent, they're the same person. You just can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it to be really comforting. Yes. Just knowing that, that they're there and you can talk to them and they can and they hear you everything you say. So even if you don't believe me or if someone is listening, they don't even believe me, just try it. Just be like, it's comforting to say, hi, I'm here. I hear you in my head. Give me a sign if you want to. If not, that's okay. Right. And just, just have a conversation with them in your head if you don't want to say it out loud. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to them outside and I think my neighbors probably, if they're hearing me, they think I'm crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know what? It's all good. No, it, it's 2020. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it is, but you can talk to them in your head. That'll probably be safer. Yeah, if you don't want to talk out loud, talk in your head. They still hear you. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I so appreciate you coming on to my show. It's been so much fun. And I think that you are one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Oh, thanks. Well, I, I love talking about, I I feel I'm like, I'm saying too much, but this is all stuff. This is all stuff that is so, I think even I'm still interested in it, right? There's still so much stuff I want to learn about it too, but it's like a very interesting topic because it's becoming more, more, um, what's the word accepted Yes. in the community, right? Like it's not so crazy. It's not so maybe there's something to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm all about alternative thoughts, alternative methods of healing or spirit or any of that. And if I can bring something new to somebody that helps them out in any way, shape or form, I'm thrilled. For sure. Oh, I think it's amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And just to recap, we can connect with Jen on Instagram. Do you want to give your Instagram handle? Elevate.hersoul. Elevate.hersoul, as well as her podcast, which is really fun. I totally love the vibe. <laughs> so you've got to check that out. And Jen's book, which I absolutely want to get my hands on, Unearth Your Intuition at Amazon. Yep, it is. It's it's interesting because it just got published uh, in the U.S. now. So you you guys can actually get it now at Amazon.com. I think Barnes & Noble too, which I'm from Canada. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I'm going to send you a copy of my book, Gretchen, to say thank you so much. uh, Thank you, dear. Thank you so much. And just, you guys, you've got to check her out and check out her YouTube channel as well. So there's all kinds of good information and ways to connect with Jen. And Jen, I just appreciate you for being here and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you to you guys too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us reach more listeners. If you want to connect, please drop your comments below or visit GretchenSmithCoaching.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching or Facebook at Spiritual Life Management. Additional information on this episode can be found below in the show notes.